0: eftm
1: tech
2: cars lifestyle this is the eftm podcast with trevor long
0: eftm
2: that's us that's me thank you for listening thank you for downloading great to have you company once again on the eftm podcast uh, always great to have you here and always great to be in your phone on your computer on your tablet or on your smart speaker wherever we are Actually, I do. I do look at the numbers, and I know primarily they're just Apple iPhone users. So um, I feel like there's expansion required outside of that, but still, um, primarily I know that that's where people are. And um, if you are listening on a smart speaker or the like, let me know. I, I've never really tried it, but I know it works. I did try it somewhere. Might have been Alexa. Anyway, uh, always great to have your company and uh, try and bring you what's happening in the world of tech. A big day, busy day. I'll give you a little bit of an overview of what's happening with Apple. And then we'll do a much deeper dive into all that uh, with Stephen Fennick on two blokes talking tech later this week. Um, There is a bit going on, though, uh, otherwise. Uh, I want to talk about Flash, the streaming news service which launched um, just at the end of last week. I'm going to talk to Kate DeBrito, the executive director of Flash, about what the hell it is, why it is, and who it's for. So we'll do that. A bunch of calls to get through. A range of interesting topics. If I didn't get to you, I'm sorry, but it is an ungodly hour. I don't even know what time I'm recording. It's after lunch. I should be eating, but I'm, I'm recording. That's what I've decided. Charge through, get it done, um, because I've been busy all morning with the Apple launch. So uh, lots of that to, to cover off before we can uh, get to the show. But I'm getting there, and you should have this uh, by mid-afternoon here on the EFTM Podcast. DFTM.
0: You're listening to the EFTM Podcast. EFTM.
2: So, yes, I got up at uh, one o'clock. Yes, that's way earlier than I needed to be. But you see, I didn't do any preparation yesterday. And I had three TV interviews within 45 minutes of each other. So I had to set up two different studio setups and lights and cameras and action and all that stuff ready to go so that I could just flick it on. Because there is literally no more than 10 minutes of spare time in between things on an Apple event morning. Um, It's a weird one, too, because this event you know was was obviously hyped and rumored and we thought there was going to be new laptops and there was but we also didn't really have any confidence that there'd be much more um let me be clear there was no iMac Pro there was no Mac mini Pro I feel like there well the Mac mini Pro if there was to be one would be a press release we now know about the M1 Pro and M1 Max chips silicon from Apple uh processors GPU CPUs system on a chips so many things we could call them. So we don't need to have an event about those again. If you're going to add those to an existing product, you could just do that by press release. So I do hold out hope for that. Because I would, I'd love a Mac Mini Pro. I'm loving the Mac Mini because I like having a bigger monitor and different things. i uh, iMac Pro, I still think there's a market for, and I think given what they've shown us in performance, it makes sense to have one. But anyway, what we have are two new laptops, a 14-inch and a 16-inch MacBook Pro. They each have these big, beautiful screens, which have a bezel around the edge, about 3.5 millimeters, something like a 50 or 60% reduction in the bezel size, but they also have a notch, a notch on a laptop. Now, it's actually genius. The notch on an iPhone is taking up potentially valuable space, but the notch on a Mac comes into what would be the Mac menu bar. Who cares? Get rid of that. That's fine. So it's actually perfectly designed. So what they've done is essentially add space to the screen as opposed to take it away with the notch. They've added space up alongside the screen by pushing the screen out. So they've added screen real estate. They've added pixels on on both models. Um, And the screen is a Liquid Retina XDR, so it's going to be a beautiful display. I cannot wait to see one. I really can't. Under the hood, these M1 Pro and M1 Max processors look sensational. The performance figures are phenomenal, but most importantly, the thing I've learned is that all these performance figures are on battery. You, it doesn't matter whether you're on battery or power, you get the same performance. And that's a huge thing. I don't, you probably don't realize this, but when you're using a, a laptop and doing you know, really difficult things, it's it's chewing on power to be able to do those things. Whereas the Apple MacBook Pros will just churn the processor they're not using more power. So they're able to provide a huge level of performance, both graphics and CPU, without draining power, which is good for battery life, but also good for power consumption. They would have to be among the fastest laptops ever built. Going to be very hard to compare that to an i9 something or other, but, you know, in broad capabilities, it is hard to argue with what they say. I'm sure someone will, someone much nerdier than me. But These laptops are not for not for everyone. They are for me because I make videos and editing videos is a GPU intensive, CPU intensive process. And so if I can produce a video and export it quicker than ever, I'm all in. And I know Josh, uh, formerly of the Daily Talk Show in Melbourne, said to me this morning already, he's ordered one. And if a filmmaker is onto it, then you know they're on a good thing. Great processor, great screen. New design. Looks a bit old school. Looks like the old MacBooks. Um, but also, what about this? They've brought back the MagSafe. They've brought back the HDMI. They've brought back the SD card slot. Again, tick, I'm in. All in. So you've now got a MacBook Pro with three US uh, Thunderbolt 4 USB-C connections, one MagSafe power adapter, which they needed to do because USB-C can't draw enough power to charge this thing and power this thing. So that's why it's MagSafe. Uh, an enhanced um, headphone port, which can do something to help better headphones be better. I don't understand it. If you're an audio file, it might be good. HDMI port for output. SD card for imp- instant imports. Hello, this is a big winner. Sound like Frank Walker from National Tiles there. Hello, Frank Walker, National Tile. Haven't heard that ad. You don't listen to enough radio. Um, so phenomenal, like brilliant, uh, three grand starting price. I spec one up today. It was eight and a half grand. <laughs> Needless to say, I won't be getting that. Um, basically this is serious pro level computing. So they also announced a new Apple music subscription plan. It's a fascinating one. It's called Apple music voice and it's five 99 a month. So five ninety nine down from eleven ninety nine. So you're saving six bucks a month and you get the ninety million songs. You do not get spatial audio, you do not get lossless audio, you do not get lyrics, you do not get music videos. And I think that's about it. But you also, from what I can tell, but I need to use it myself, you can't type search for stuff. You can't type search for something and then hit play on the screen. You can type search for stuff and see that it exists in the library, and then you have to ask Siri for it. So you can only command the start of a song, the start of a playlist, the start of an album with your voice, with this subscription. Aimed at HomePod users, but iPhone users are the same. If you have a voice subscription, you must use your voice. I think it's fascinating. Oh, sorry, it's also not available, obviously, on a- Android or PC products. It's the other big negative about the voice plan. I think that's fascinating. I really do. I don't know how many people will sign up for it. Very strange. But also new AirPods. Again, broadly predicted, but weren't sure it was going to happen here. A very different design. They've got the size of an AirPods Pro, but they don't have um, noise cancelling. They don't have the in-ear bud, but it's uh, you know the, the kind of in-ear canal one but it's a different shape to the original AirPod in-ear component. There's a lot to unpack there. $279 for that, available next month. $219, the AirPod's second generation stays on sale, and $399, the AirPod's Pro stay on sale now with a MagSafe charging case. A lot of good things there. And finally, new uh, HomePod minis, yellow, orange, and blue. That's it. That's the difference, 149 Now, I heard today Someone at Apple said, but I can't quote them because I, I don't have the facts. But they said that the HomePod was the best-selling smart speaker in the first quarter of this year or last year. So I have to look into that because if it's selling that well in the US, how far away is that hype, that that drive here in Australia? I'm fascinated by that because it is a bloody good smart speaker. So we will see how that pans out. All the details. <sighs> Excuse me. Whew. See, it's been 12 hours. Um, 14 hours, actually, since since I woke up. And I need lunch. All the details of all the announcements are separately posted at EFTM.com. I did a little wrap-up video at EFTM uh, on Facebook. They're also on TikTok. I put them everywhere. Everywhere I could think of, anyway. And you can check them out now. Uh, just go to the website, EFTM.com. All right, let's hit the phones. Uh, Russell's on the line. He went to EFTM.com, clicked ask Trev. G'day, Russ.
1: Yeah, g'day, Trev. How you Yeah,
2: hey, real good. What can I do for you?
1: Um, oh, yeah, I was just uh, giving a bit of feedback on the uh, the seven inch uh, TV I got from Audi uh, about uh, gram- the week before grand final weekend. AFL uh, uh-huh. grand final, and uh, yeah.
2: What um, What were you looking at? Remind me, what were you considering? Were you worried about pitcher quality? Were you worried about how it would work?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the main question I had uh, originally was um, was it you know value for money and yeah. uh, and and was the quality going to be up to spec,
2: yep. sort of thing.
1: Um, and uh, yeah, and you sort of give me sort of a bit of advice, sort of saying that, look, you know, you put the the, the, the top notch one, the D one together with this one, you probably tell a bit of a little bit of a difference. But when you've got that one there, and you won't tell much of a difference, you know. And, and sure, and sure enough, it's uh, it's yeah, it's really good.
2: So how was the grand final?
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, had, I had that one there and I had the old TV next to it with the races on. So it was, uh, it was
2: really good. <laughs> is the old TV still there with the races on or have you had to move that nah, away? No,
1: no, no. I moved that out. It was, it was only like a um, I was at about 45 inch or something like that, roughly. And so I had that sort of sitting there on the side next to so had two TVs next nice. to it. So,
2: so yeah. what would you say to someone now who says to you, mate, where'd you get your TV? And you say Aldi and they go, oh, you're kidding. That's cheap stuff. What, What's your what's your response?
1: Oh, well, at the moment, I couldn't be happier. You know, yeah. the, the quality the is really good um you know yeah i couldn't be happier what have you got got plugged into
2: it like have you is this the one with the web os so it's got apps and stuff
1: yeah yep yep 100 percent. yeah it's got the web os and that so it's got the the i suppose the lg remote or whatever it is and um and yeah and and so it's got all the apps the only thing that doesn't have is ko um, which i've got the um google chrome plugged in for for the ko but um apart from that it's got everything else that i want and um yeah, you couldn't couldn't be happy, mate. So, and nice. Uh, one. I've actually talked to talked to a friend, and uh, they're talking about getting the. I think the sixty-five comes out on Saturday coming. Yep. Um, at Audi, and um, and they're talking about possibly getting that one after they see mine. So,
2: well, so, that's all you want, and that's that's why I wanted to get you on because I think it's really good for people to hear. To, like I bang on about it. Like I know yep. that there's better, but I I understand the value proposition, and that's what you've got. What did you pay for it? Well, yeah. Seventy inches.
1: Uh it was it was eight hundred, <laughs> and then yeah, eight hundred. So Yeah. You know, crazy. Like, yeah, how'd you get is, how'd you um, get it home, mate? It's a big TV. Uh, well, I actually uh, uh, borrowed one of the vans at work, so, um, <laughs> so I could just slide up the centre there. But um, a few people that were getting them on the same day, they were they were laying them down and they were doing all sorts of things. I was thinking, okay, yeah,
2: good I do on you. I do good. worry about how some of them get home. But I'm glad yours yeah. got home safely, mate. I'm glad yep. you're enjoying uh, reasonable, buddy. TV, well done, good stuff. Yeah, yep. no worries, mate. Thanks for getting back in touch, buddy. No worries, thank you. Cheers, good on you. And uh, that's the thing, I. You know, like, and that's one of the reasons I say, let me know how you go to people when, when I have them on the show. I'm always curious as to whether it's rubbish what I say or not. You know, I can only see so many things, play with so many gadgets, and and there's only so many circumstances I've come across, right? Um, different people, different unique situations at their home physically, the 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 internet, the setup. And in the case of TV, different people have different eyes. You know, you you may, you may have better eyes. You may see it differently, but I do firmly believe that for a large bulk of people, that Aldi TV is amazing. I keep giving the example of our 82-inch Linsar, which is essentially the same thing from the good guys. Um, It's like, it's amazing in the kids' games room. So anyway, um, always keen for value, always keen for a deal, but always also keen to, like if you can get a bloody LG or a Samsung or a Sony at a great price. had someone text me uh, yesterday, um, in the market for a 65-inch TV, weighing up all these things, and we narrowed it down to a Sony uh, X90J or something for a bunch of reasons, but it was perfect, and it will be an unbelievable TV. But they also had 2000 bucks to spend. Big difference to having 800 bucks in your kicker. Uh, always get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com. <laughs> If there's something on your mind you're wondering uh, what to buy or what to do, uh, and it relates to technology cars or well, something lifestyle we've covered at EFTM.com, just go to the website EFTM.com. Click on ask Triv. Margaret did that. G'day, Marg. Hi,
3: how are you going, Trev? You, know, you, know you, do you?
2: you don't know. Like oh, no,
3: that's that's what I'm called.
2: It could have been could have been a, a downfall of me just giving you an abbreviation <laughs> off the bat, but it's what no. we do in Australia, isn't it? And imagine. My I'm,
3: my word it is. It's Australian
2: way. Imagine being an Aussie who didn't like being given a random nickname just that's just uh, how it is
3: that's that's <laughs>
2: us yeah. what can i do for you
3: i just wanted to know is the ios 15 uh, still in beta stage or is it st- uh, safe to download now or would i be better waiting for the 15.1
2: i love hearing you say the word beta like It just means that we've got to the point now in technology that everyone understands that beta is not quite ready for public and then there's the next step, right? And I, I don't say that in a derogatory term. I just mean that w- it used to be that beta, like, you know, 20 years ago was a very, very nerdy thing. And so it's good that it, it's good that Apple, among others, have mainstreamed it. So here's how to know. Essentially, unless you signed up for the the, the beta program, to be part of the beta program, the, the new operating system will not appear on your phone as an update until they release it. So in in, in your situation, if it's showing on your phone, which, which it should be, unless you've got a very, very old phone, iOS 15 is 100% past beta and ready to go. The other right. thing a lot of people do is they wait for that, as you said, 15.1. But that 15.1 doesn't mean it's better, uh, more robust. It just means they've added more features or they've fixed problems that have occurred or security issues. But I've got to say, I reckon iOS 15 this year from the very, very first beta version I tried was excellent. Very, very, very strong, very robust and worth updating to. My wife still hasn't updated. That frustrates the heck out of me, but I'm going to steal a phone <laughs> tonight and do that because it's been bugging me. Um, right. But yeah, get on it. It's, it's worthwhile doing. It's not a groundbreakingly different operating system, but there's a few nice things about it that, that you'll notice. But yeah, it's there now. It's ready to go. Do the upgrade?
3: Well, it's not showing up. You know how it normally shows up um, on your settings. It shows up
2: down the bottom now, doesn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah, and it's not showing up on the settings. So that's what made me hesitate to think it might be still in the beta um, process.
2: I love you thinking, and I think I think that was fascinating. One of the Man Cave moderators, uh, Rob, pointed that out to me that it it appeared down the bottom. As so, you've you've kind of got both options of going to the next version of fourteen or getting the the whole new fifteen. And I think that's yeah. smart because what it does is it says, look, if you've still got 14 and you don't desperately want 15 for whatever reason, we do have these important updates for 14 that you need to get, it might be security and things like that, until mm. you're ready to get 15. And there will, I reckon there'll come a time, and maybe it will be 15.1, but I think there'll come a time in the next month or so where that 14 will disappear and, and the only option will be to get 15. Right, okay. But but in saying that, I have absolutely no hesitation in recommending that you upgrade to 15 now.
3: Oh, thank you, Trevor. That's just answered all my questions. How old's your phone?
2: What phone have you got? Uh, I got a 12. 12,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah, beautiful. I was 12. Hey, yeah, and my iPad's um, probably a couple of years ago. It's, um, it's a Pro. Nice. Pro, a big one. You've yeah, got all the gear, Margaret. Uh, I love all the tech, Trevor. I'm just My problem is I'm not going to live long enough to see all the good stuff.
2: Don't be ridiculous. You'll be around <laughs> for the iPhone 37.
3: No, I don't think so. I'm too old. No. Too old. You don't sound no, I'm day nearly over. I'm Oh, Bull. I'm ne- nearly seventy six. So seventy six?
2: You don't sound anywhere near seventy six. And uh,
3: well, thank you.
4: <laughs> I think it's
2: awesome that you're still mucking around with this stuff. You, it's amazing how many people. And I, you know, what I've got an email here right now from someone that says, you know, my, you're, you're going to hate this, my elderly father at seventy four. Um, <laughs> oh, and, good and, heavens! But but here's the thing, and I I don't want to spoil Eric's call if if I get to him, but you know, he's I'm trying to get him into all this tech stuff. So, mm, I love it. you know, he's the complete opposite of you, the same, um, similar age, but absolutely mm-hmm. not ready for it, like keen, but not, I guess, uh, trusting enough of it. And I guess it takes, yeah. it takes a bit of a leap, doesn't it, to get you the, to that point?
3: Well, I was um, working in the bank many years ago in Sydney and they just started bring, bringing the computers out then yep, yep. and I desperately wanted to go and work in there, but we moved to the country. Just before, just as that was happening. So I missed out back then. So I was never going to miss out as I got older.
2: <laughs> Whereabouts in the country did you move to? Uh,
3: north of Taree.
2: Okay, right up the coast. Very nice. And you've yeah, been there ever right since on the
3: water. Yeah, been here 51 years. Yeah, 51 huh. years. They yeah, love it. Beautiful.
2: Must be horrible up there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the sun's shining and the water sparkling. It's beautiful. That's
2: all you want. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you called, and uh, good luck with the iOS fifteen upgrade. You'll love it, and uh, I hope to hear from you again soon.
3: Yeah, thank you, Trevor. I used to always listen to you and watch you, but I don't get you on our local radio anymore. So oh, I really? look at you. Yeah, no. What's the local I, radio? Two um, RE or oh, Two RE? That's the
2: uh, super network, isn't it? And um, or Triple M. Oh, Triple M. Oh, because they yeah. got rid of Hadley and everything, didn't they? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, well we won't go there. I no. much prefer what they've got on now.
2: Have you, well, one. have you got smart speakers and things, or have you not got into that stuff yet?
3: No, not into that. Oh, come um, on. Because I don't, well, I don't watch much TV. No, so. no,
2: forget that. Just uh, get a, uh, a Google Home or an Amazon Alexa.
3: Yeah, no, my daughter bought me one, and Trevor, no, it wasn't for me. No, I'm still old-fashioned enough to like to do everything myself.
2: But, okay, let me just give you one last pitch, right? <laughs> okay. You plug in the Alexa or the Google, whatever it is, you get it set up, and then you only use it for listening to stuff. Forget all the smart home and all that stuff. Forget that. Just for listening to stuff. So you say, you know, you ask Alexa or Google, whatever it is, play Radio 2GB or play the EFTM podcast, and it just does it for you. It's just, you know, okay. while, while you're doing the dishes, like put one in the yep. in the kitchen or put one... Yeah, in, in in the bathroom while you're getting ready in the morning, whatever it might be, um, like the, the number one thing that I did with Hadley before Triple M booted them was we just spent time saying to people, listen, if you live in the regions, get yourself a smart speaker and just ask to listen to Two GB. Done. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. So well, think
2: of it like a new radio. I will. But if, I think I'll but, think but about the, it. But the tuner, the tuner goes everywhere. You've got the whole network at the. At your,
3: okay. So
2: yeah, that's my sell to you. I want I want to know in a month or so whether you whether you pick it up again and give it a whack. Okay. Good on you, Margaret.
3: Thank you, Trevor. Thank you very much for all your help. Very much appreciated. Wonderful.
2: Good on you, Margaret. Thanks for getting okay. in touch.
3: Thank you. Bye.
2: All right. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. <clears throat> it's funny, isn't it? There you go. See, super into it. Happy to have the latest iPad, the latest iPhone. But where's the smart speaker? Missing out on great radio. But... So I'm, I'm really keen to follow up with Margaret and find out whether she tips it over the line and goes uh, straight into the smart speaker world. But maybe, just maybe, that simple act of turning on 2RE or whatever it might be um, is something you're never going to never gonna shake. Let me know what you think. You can always get in touch. Go to EFTM.com. Click Ask Trev. I record on a Tuesday. I do my best to get to everyone. It is Apple Event Day, so I'm a bit late, and I don't know who I'll get to or how many I'll get to, but we'll get cracking here on the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. You're
0: listening to the EFTM Podcast. EFTM.
2: Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Wayne. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? I
0: um, just want to know what you recommend for a good external
2: hard drive for a laptop. What are you. Have you got a budget in mind for me? No, I'm not a millionaire, but I'm not poor either, so in between. <laughs> well, like, well, <laughs> how, do you know how big it needs to be? Like how much stuff you're throwing on it? Uh, a terabyte would be good if I could get one about that big. Yeah. Yeah, we want a terabyte. And you would you be prepared to spend three hundred bucks? Uh yeah. So that would be that would be my top number for you. Uh, you know, yeah, there are obviously better ones and for sure, but the Samsung T seven is this yep. top I mean, it's unbelievable. The whole T seven range, I think there's a T five as well, but the T seven is I think the latest. You're talking uh, I think one seventy nine for a five hundred gig, two seventy nine for a one terabyte. It's got fingerprint protection so your data's safe and secure. Like, yep. done deal. The other one to consider is um, Seagate. Have it won the same price, about 279 for one terabyte. The most important thing I want you to do is make sure it's a solid-state drive, SSD, because SSD. then it's fast. Um, it's much safer because the the hard drive is less likely to fail. Um, but, yeah, mate, obviously there's a lot more you can spend just for ruggedized and different things. But I think 300 bucks is the price point. Samsung... Or Seagate, if you come across a Toshiba, they're also very good. But I've got probably four of those Samsung, which I I plug into every device, just constantly moving files around. All right, no worries. Good luck. All right, thanks, mate. No worries. And if you've got a question as simple as that, you can go to the website as well, AFTM.com. I don't care how quick, difficult, or uh, perceptively worrying you think your question is. I um, I can handle it. If I can't handle it, I just bloody won't answer it. I'll just, I'll just throw up my hands in the air and we'll ask everyone else to try and send in emails with the answers. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Trevor Long taking your calls. Got a question? Go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Eric.
0: Good morning, Trevor. How <laughs> are you? Yeah,
2: really well. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you, mate. got a query. I would, I'm would. Uh, i 74 years of age and I'm not up to the tech stuff. I see advertised the Google speaker thing. Yep. I would like to do two things. I would like to be able to broadcast my favourite radio station, 6IX, yes. via the internet because I live in rural WA. Yep. And I would also like to have a screen where I can read my recipes off while I'm cooking.
2: Oh, well, you haven't asked for too much, have you? Look, no. um, you are the polar opposite of Margaret, who I spoke to just moments ago, who was in her mid-70s as well. But, mate, she's got all the latest iPhones, the latest bloody iPads. She's right up with the tech stuff. But what about this? I couldn't convince her to get a, a smart speaker for this very reason, to listen to the radio that is not in her area. I need to get <laughs> you on the phone with Margaret to twist her arm, mate. So you're in, you're in uh, regional WA, are you? I am, Yes. So uh, look, I, I, 6iX, I actually can't say I've tried, but I'm pretty confident it's in what we call radio app, um, which is a, a kind of an app that has pretty much all of the radio stations in it. Um, yes,
0: I listen to it on my phone now. Oh,
2: perfect. Great. So you can listen to Burjo on Saturday, Sunday mornings. All good. Happy days, right?
0: Um, yes. And he has Trevor Long on as well.
2: Isn't he, Isn't that a great segment? I mean, it's it's a solid five minutes of the weekend that really does lift <laughs>
0: lifts your spirits. No, I, I never miss it.
2: Um, well, that's lovely. I, I do appreciate that more than anything. Um, so you, the great thing is you can buy any of the Google or Alexa smart speakers, and they will play 6iX.
0: All right. Yep, I understand that. Yep. All,
2: all you need, mate, all you need to do is ask, and and they'll do it. I can, I can broadly. I mean, I may as well just tell you, I'm working a little bit with the Nine Radio Group, where we're updating the the stream so that it'll be even easier to listen to the six PRs of the world. But for six IX, you'll always use Radio App to get one with a screen. I would recommend the Amazon Echo Show. I would get the eight inch or ten inch versions, just because I don't want to cast dispersions. But you know, your age, you want a bigger screen, right? Absolutely. <laughs> And I think Alexa is great for asking those simple questions. Um, you know, bringing up you know websites, uh, bringing up YouTube videos, things like that. Um, you know, that, that screen. I don't want to. I don't want you to think the screen is going to be a computer for you because it isn't perfect. Um, you don't mean, want a computer.
0: Simple, very simple, Trevor. Just want to bring my recipes up. If this thing is capable of playing the radio for me instead of the phone yeah. in the kitchen, great. Yep. That's what I want Where initially. Where are you getting your
2: recipes from?
0: The YouTube, the internet, yeah, right. anywhere. I've got a file on my computer with recipes.
2: So if if they're on YouTube, it's a massive win because you can just ask for them. Because you've got to well, remember. What, what I really
0: want to do is stop licking that sore leg. Oi. Hey, stop hey. licking that sore leg. Hey. Yeah, dog on, was mate? licking the sore leg. Bloody dog. Yeah, bloody dog, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I just want to transfer the file that I've got on my computer mm. uh, and uh, all the paper recipes that I've got in the recipe book over to uh, the... I can do it all via the, the computer, of course, all over to this hopefully new gadget that'll uh, bring it all up for me.
2: No. You can't. No? No. Why? Because it doesn't kind of act that way. Um, the The Alexa and Google screens are essentially... Uh, interfaces that you can control with your voice to view things on the internet. They're not mm-hmm. things you can use to put your own stuff on. So if you had a computer, you can't just send a file to it to, to display. If, as I said, if there's a video on YouTube that you want to look up, you can just ask to see it and it will play the video. Yep. And, and on, on a lot of them, uh, I haven't actually used it on Google, but certainly on, a, on, on Amazon, sorry, on, on Google though, you can ask to view a recipe and it'll bring up a website with a recipe, but yep. your own stuff, is stuck in your own computer.
0: Okay. Is there a gadget that I can use in the kitchen rather than carting the computer in there and using these paper recipes? Let's forget the uh, music for a minute. Let's forget 6ix because I've got that on the phone anyway. Is there a uh, gadget that I could uh, just copy the file recipe file off my computer onto and use it in the kitchen?
2: How have you stored the recipes? What sort of file is it? (laughs) Are they like Word documents? Yeah. Have you typed them out? Have you just taken photos of them?
0: No, they're on Word documents.
2: Okay. So, look, a tablet is pretty much the perfect solution for this. And just quietly, go back to the smart speaker. You can get a smart speaker for 59 bucks that does nothing more than just be a speaker, which means you don't have to worry about your phone anymore anyway in the kitchen. So I would still get a smart speaker if I was you, right? They're very good. Yep. Just don't spend the money on one with a screen right now for what you want it to do. But, okay, so but, it's
0: a smart speaker, uh, give me a model, Trevor, because that make life a lot easier for me.
2: If you, uh, the one I would recommend most is the Amazon Echo Dot with clock. It's ninety nine bucks. It's a nice little unit. It's got a little digital clock on it as well, so it sits nicely in the in the kitchen. You know what time it is. Easy done. Okay. Amazon Echo yep. Dot with clock. Um, right. It, for for your recipes though, you know you're up for a you're up for a bit of a learning curve. But gee whiz, man, if you were to get an an iPad or, or a Samsung tablet, um and you were to, for example, I don't know, email, the simplest way I can explain is probably just to email yourself those recipes one by one, um, Mm -hmm. and save them onto the tablet. Then you sit the tablet on a nice little stand. You've got a big screen. You can just see the recipe there. You know, Bob's your uncle. It's a nice way to go. And then you're also building yourself into another world where that tablet becomes a whole other thing for you. You know, it becomes a great way to check the news. It becomes a great way to read websites. You know, you don't have to be at that computer all the time. You're not, you're not, hooked to a desk just to be on on the internet.
0: I've actually got a a 10.4-inch Samsung in my ute that I use for navigation purposes due to the fact that all these uh, Garmin and Hammer machines just don't work properly, and they don't seem to be able to get them to work properly.
2: That's amazing. So So you're using a tablet already. So you know what? Bring that that one in and just bring that one in, set your email up on it, and then just send yourself one recipe and see what it's like. Mm -hmm. And if it's good, get another tablet. Wonderful. Sounds like a plan. Good deal. Good luck, Eric. Thank you,
0: Trevor. Thank you very much for your help.
2: My pleasure. Anytime And thanks for listening to Burjo on Saturday and Sunday mornings.
0: No worries. See you
2: next Saturday. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Uh, Eric there in uh, regional Western Australia listens to John Burgess, the great baby John Burgess at, on uh, 6IX in Perth. Uh Berger is on every Saturday and Sunday morning, and I am on with him off the top of my head around 7.20 in the morning. 7.35. Look, I won't lie, I pre-recorded on a Friday. Um, because netball and things happen on a Saturday and it becomes a drama. So we pre-recorded on Friday. Okay, spoiler alert. Um, but Berjo is one of my oldest mates in the in the radio game. And uh, I love chatting to him every week. We have a bit of fun taking the mickey out of each other. So lovely to hear that Eric is a listener and a fan. That's awesome. Um, yeah, always get in touch like Eric did anytime. EFTM.com. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Now, if you thought that um, having access to all the TV shows in the world wasn't enough, then you can now get access to pretty much everything you need via a streaming service. We've now got absolutely everything you need in terms of sport. Um, Anyone that tells me that they can't watch a sport, I tell them they haven't heard of KO. And anyone that tells me there's nothing on TV, I tell them, have you not heard of every streaming service on the planet? But there's always been a gap, and and I think my listeners know my story. I cancelled my you know overall big Foxtel subscription a couple of years ago because I knew what we were watching and it didn't really match. But I, I kept the I, I signed up to Foxtel now because I wanted Sky News. Um, if Paul Murray knew that I wasn't watching him, he'd kill me. So I was paying twenty five bucks a month for that. Good news, uh, there's a new player in the market, and uh, I think it's a perfect little addition to the overall ecosystem of streaming. And so to talk about Flash. Uh, Executive Director Kate De is on the line. Good day, Kate.
5: Hi, Trevor. How are you?
2: Yeah, really good. Um, you've obviously been working behind the scenes on this for some time. Um, CEO of Stream Motion, which is the KO Binge Flash Group, um, indicated and hinted towards this uh, over over a little little bit of time. So we've known this is coming. Is it a bit of a relief to to finally have it out in the public?
3: <laughs> it
4: is. It is. With uh, with a service like this, you first of all you're thinking, oh, we need more time to get it mm. ready, but there's a point where you just—it's like a baby. I think it's—it's it's time to, time for stream motion to give birth to this baby, and it was uh, it was due. It was due. So yeah, we've been working behind the scenes on this um, for a while. I've been working on it since um, May, but there was um, plenty of work being done on it prior to me um, arriving in the job. So yeah, it's been under discussion for a fair while.
2: I—I I would argue to people who think that it's easy because we talk about Flash as being a new service, a new streaming service where you can get BBC, CNN. Fox News, Sky News, there's like 20 plus services you'll tell me about, but it's more than just um, you know, live streaming because what you're doing is you're creating a a site that is essentially customizing to what you're interested in and that's the critical difference here. It's not just here's news, it's about saying, "Hey, what are you interested in?" That's the that's the process of the sign up, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and I guess that's the that's what people have come to expect from any streaming service is that level of personalisation. So when you come on, you will you know decide which um, news sources you like best. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean won't or can't access the other ones of course you can they're all still there but it does mean that those preferences move into the system and they tend to sort of sort the way your content will come through so if you are a big fan of sky news it means that that sky news will be surfaced more often it will come up at the front of carousels mm-hmm. if you decided you preferred you didn't like sky news at all but you really like cnn and bbc and al jazeera then those channels would come mm-hmm. up for and like you say, it is about um, being able to have that live uh, linear channel. So you can just jump on now and, you know, if Sky News is, um, is going to ICAC, you can watch that live. Um, but it also means that we're surfacing other content, um, you know, clips. And and that comes again through your through your preferences. So if you've decided that you like, you know, US politics or, you know, Australian politics or world or those sorts of things, then again, you'll see more of that content.
2: I described this to someone the other day as who had KO and knew about KO, um, as KO flipped on its head. Because when I log into KO, and sometimes, I'll be honest, don't tell Julian this, but sometimes I couldn't be bothered with all the carousels. I just want to go to channel 506 because that's where motorsport is. I know what I want. Um, but it's yeah. all the way down the bottom. Whereas this yeah. is flipped around. The, the live stuff is pretty much the first carousel, apart from the, the kind of headline, which gets your attention. Like right now, it's all about Gladys. But the yes. live channels are right there. And then underneath that are the carousels of content. So it takes the best of the platform that Stream Motion have built and it, it puts it to a whole new use. So that the the back end is is what's critical here because you couldn't build this from scratch without that back end uh, knowledge.
4: Well, it is funny, isn't it? Because people came into streaming and they, and you know, they they saw it through the eyes of Netflix, and you know, it has a standard look, and people choose those shows off carousels. Mm. But like you're saying, with sport, there's something a little bit different, and people sometimes like that linear experience, that sort of what they call the EPG, that people the electronic program yeah. guide, and that's something that has been developed into this platform um, that makes it also easy for people to watch in that sort of um, I guess you could say it's a traditional linear fashion. Some people like to do that, mm. whereas other people like to jump around yeah. from program or from clip to clip. And I think that sort of that's something new that we're offering. And it'll be interesting as the data starts to go in, as we start to get subscribers and we start to see how they're watching it, to, to really get some information on on how they are consuming their news.
2: And, and so will it also, I assume this, but because I haven't used it enough, I, I don't know, but Let's say, you know, I watch Paul Murray three nights out of five. I watch Anderson Cooper regularly. Um, you know, you come up with a bunch of shows across a bunch of different networks. Um, will it then learn and, and recommend more based on those things, uh, based on what other people are watching, that whole recommendation engine that is basically powering the internet today?
4: Yes, it will. It's like other streaming services. If it sees that you, I mean, if you've ticked in the beginning that you like horror, but then all you watch is romantic comedies, it's probably going to start serving you up more romantic comedies because it knows Mm -hmm. that no matter what you said at the beginning. So you might've ticked that you like, um, CNN, but you watch a lot of Sky News that will eventually start to, um, enter into the preferences as well. So Mm -hmm. those, are explicit and implicit preferences and they will build up over time it doesn't mean you live in a bubble and you won't still see things because i think the difference um between um say a a a drama streaming service and something like flash is that we do have a small editorial team Mm -hmm. and working um, to sort of work with those clips because I guess you need to have that currency. If we never had an editorial team working to sort of surface those things like the Gladys or ICAC today, they might sort of just live down the bottom of the homepage, so to speak. Mm, so mm. we need to do a little bit of editorial curation, but the great magic comes in the fact you've got the currency coming from the editorial team, but your preference is bringing in stuff that really interests you.
2: And, and I guess the the point here is you're paying for this, right? It's, it's only $8 a month, which is a ridiculously low price there's really nothing much out there like at Amazon Prime probably a similarly priced offering um but because they because it's being paid for you do want to feel like you're getting something from flash as opposed to just giving me channels and that's where that editorial team comes in so you're able to draw from the 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 sources to create i guess uh, merged content not merged in terms of the the brands colliding but if there's a topic you're able to say here's a bunch of things about this breaking news item across different news sources that you can get to, and that's part of the editorial process.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and that's one of the things we'll have is you know those sort of things which we call flashpoints, and also you do have topics. So that if you have obviously coronavirus is a topic, so you can create a whole carousel which is about coronavirus. Um, you know, if there was a big uh, major world event, if there was sort of you know uh, you know not hoping for it, but you know a, a big event like a terrorist attack mm-hmm. or. or disaster you're obviously able to put content that might be coming from the bbc from cnn from sky news in australia from other providers and you're able to create those sort of topic centers or flashpoints that give people just an access to a lot of different information from different providers about the one topic which i think is really cool as well because it gives you Ability to deep dive, and also to get a diversity of opinions yeah. and and views, which I think we're really um, we're really clear from the start that we wanted to sort of create something that wasn't sort of one sided.
2: I think it's funny how news gets gets uh, labelled that way in different uh, different forums, because a lot of people get, uh, you, you get you get um I guess people call you certain things for for watching certain channels, but it's like, hang on a minute, I just had an opinion about that channel that I've also watched that other channel, and you know, people, I think the general population. the the majority actually watch lots of things and form their own opinions. It's a very small number of people who are very much pigeonholed. You're also creating individual content. So that editorial team I noticed today, for example, there's a missing girl search. There's um, I think there was something about the overseas travel. So you've got, uh, in this case, I saw saw a a story with Hannah Hollis, um, who's kind of part of the Fox family, uh, reading news bullets. And so, or just little news spurts, uh, is that going to ramp up? Well, we are
4: doing that um, at the moment. You know, our local partner is um, is Sky, and uh, we are looking at and talking to other, um, you know, other providers about you know joining joining Flash. But in the meantime, we also wanted to offer you know some extra content for for people. You know, as you said, mm. some people. Love- love sky others may not and we wanted to make sure that there was that sort of diversity of of content so yeah we're making some of our own news breaks which has been you know something we actually decided to do quite late in the piece oh. but yeah we're really committed to them now and I think that will grow over time we're not looking to become a, a, a publisher we're not looking to um, sort of take the place of some of the great news sources around but we think just in offering those sort of news breaks those little snippets mm-hmm. that be a real opportunity for us to sort of, you know, to do some morning compilations, some afternoon compilations as we go along so people can get up to date really quickly.
2: And let's go back to the the analogy you used at the start. You, you've given birth to the, to the product, um, but I feel like there's a lot to happen still. Um, you know, first steps and, uh, you know, solids are going to be important. Well, I, yeah. I feel like it was hinted at during the, the launch. There's some there's some more to come. You've got this flash list at the moment where it's really just a page to see those categories that I choose, which, by the way, I think is brilliant, even though it's simple, because I want to quickly get to the channels I chose. I want to quickly get to the topics I like. Simple, easy. Don't get rid of it. But what else is to come? How do you continue to make this not just a great product, but a really highly engaging product?
4: Well, I think um, there's, there are still some great features to come, and some of them people would have got used to if they have used Ko, because, as you said, it's built off the same platform, Stream Motion. You know, mm. created the product with Ko, They then rolled it out with Binge, and now they're using it with Flash. So it sort of improves over time, but it has that great structural framework. And one of the things that people use on Ko, which they really like, is that sort of um, key moments, and that enables you to jump in. And if you used that before where you yeah. can go off, to see when he you know scored the try or or i want to see when this goal happened or i want to see when he got that penalty that everyone's you know outraged about so in a similar way our what we call flash nav is going to enable us to sort of go get someone to be able to scrub straight to a, a, a an important news moment so mm. if, Particularly important during big news, and we think it sort of enables people to not have to sort of sit through content that they're not particularly they didn't want to watch, they get to the story that they wanted to watch in a particular news segment. So, we won't, um, you know, that that'll be happening over the next sort of couple of months. We've also got a really nifty feature which we think will be great for, um, you know, for big news events, but also some people might just really like the feature just day to day is a split screen. I was so, just,
2: I was literally just about to say, next question, how can I have split screen? Because I'm a, I'm a complete nerd, um, and maybe, and I wondered whether I'm just too much of a news nerd. I've got three TVs in my office because I want to have different channels on. Um, yeah. I I love the Apple TV KO. I can watch four sports at the same time. If there's a yeah. big, and again, we not we don't wish bad news upon the world, but the royal wedding. Okay, there's a good news. Uh, if there's a big positive news story in the world, um, I want to be able to put CNN, BBC. Um, Sky News and Al Jazeera or someone else side by side and just flip between which one I listen to so I can watch the coverage of them all. That will, I just wondered whether that might be just a bit too niche though.
1: (laughs) Well,
4: look, I mean, the features there, it's still, as I said, it's still just, um, you know, rolling out of the dev team at the moment. So that will come and, you know, it again, it'll be interesting to see whether people utilize it all the Mm. time. I mean, we think that, you know, some people like you and I are obviously news junkies. We just love news. For for me, if I were not working on Flash, it would still be a product I would use. But I think that for a lot of other people who might not consider themselves news junkies, I feel like Flash is sort of maybe just going to change their mind about that because it's about we're Mm. so used that sort of idea of you sit down to the 6pm news and that's a kind of, you know, it's a really sort of traditional way of consuming your news. And now we know in the digital age, there has been this sort of sense of being able to sort of find news everywhere. Digital has changed everything and that's exciting. But when it comes to broadcast news, to finding that actual story that you want when you want it or watching the actual, as I said, I think the press conferences that we've been having, you know, at 11am are probably an example of that. If you really did want to watch that presser and you missed it, Mm might be able to find it up the top of a digital story somewhere but how great to be able to go and find it on your app right there in front of you and i think that's the great thing about flash is it's exactly the same thing we love so much about other streaming services convenient control you know i just you know for me it's life-changing like everyone else being able to have my own Personal sort of you know cinema in my hand. I watch a lot of stuff on my phone and see see things when I want them, you know, um, you know in whatever room I want to be in mm. is is thing. And you're going to have now have that ability to do that with news. And so to jump on the train and be able to watch some really great international news or local news. I think is going to be a bit of a game changer for people. I think they'll really love it when they get their hands I on it.
2: I think when you when you look at what Ko did with, uh, and I, I know this is, in I'm, again, I'm a, I'm a rev head, but the race view is what they call with the supercars. When you go to watch the supercars, it doesn't just give you the option to watch live or, or from the start. It also says, do you want to watch with race view, which is their way of saying, here's the main TV feed. But beside it are the timing screens, the pit camera, and one of the driver cams. And I can imagine you putting a button in... Um, in, in Flash, when there is a big news story saying, you know, Flash view or something, um, and you click Flash view and it gives you one big screen, which is your main channel. But then there's three other channels side by side or, you know, it might be unique or or, or exclusive stuff. The other feature, just quietly, that I think is underplayed and maybe doesn't get talked about a lot because you've got so many features is rewind. Um, you can literally tune into a live channel and go, I missed that thing happened five minutes ago. And I can just hit rewind, I think, about up to 15 minutes. It's, yeah, it's a simple it's- thing, but it's really powerful in news.
5: It
4: is really powerful in news and scrub uh, that that sort of scrub back ability. Mm. So if you jumped on and I say I guess I guess ICAC might be the example (laughs) today, although I don't think Gladys is 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 in there today. But but I think if you decided you wanted to watch it, it has that sort of thing of like you can start over, start the show over, Mm. um, or you can start from where it is right now. So or you can just start where it is and then decide to scrub back. So I think having that that ability is really super cool because again with news you often once you've missed that point and I this is I actually find this with when I watch the evening news sometimes I I jump in a bit late yeah. and I'm like I, I
2: missed the first Just literally three. missed the top I missed the first that's the most important part of a 6 p.m. is the top yep. of it so
4: Yep so again it's it's about I think we've all realized that you know users want control mm. of their these days they want to they want to have you know the ability to do what they want not sort of at the time given to them by a by a sort of a traditional news service
2: well as it grows up it has siblings to compete with and you know ko is the overachiever in the family um with over a million subscribers and binge <laughs> is doing very well and i think i assume that you know julian and the team at stream motion don't have expectations you'll have uh, a million subscribers within a couple of years because it's uh, it's a different beast it's a different market but at eight dollars a month You've got a very strong chance of having a, a strong subscriber base, and I hope that it uh, I hope that it does prove uh, successful for you in every every way that you hope Kate so it's it looks fantastic. it works really easily and hopefully people just just give it a go. I mean that's the beauty of a, of a fourteen day trial, I guess.
4: Yeah, absolutely. and you know it's always like any you know streaming service, no lock-in contracts, you give it a try for two weeks, but hopefully, as I said for the price of a couple of coffees. And I think for some people in certain industries, Trevor, it's mm. going to be valuable i mean you know i I talked to a you know a neighbor the other day he works in financial planning and he was like oh amazing he just said i'd get that for sure and he probably was thinking about if he could make it a tax deduction i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) but i think for some people who are in industries potentially finance is a big one i mean politics is a would be a must but but there's definitely industries that rely on that news and that ability to access it and some of them have tvs at work for that reason but i think having that ability to sort of put it in your back pocket and, you know, look at it whenever you want. It's going to be really valuable to a lot of people.
2: Flashnews.com.au. Sign up now for a 14-day trial. Kate Kate DeBrito, Executive Director and uh, Longtime NewsHound. Uh, congratulations. It's awesome.
4: Thanks, Trevor. Great to chat.
2: AFGM Podcast. G'day, Craig.
5: G'day,
2: Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you?
5: Uh, yeah, I just... Um... Uh, I was interested in your story in regards to the uh, electronic vehicles and and um, your thoughts around that because I was um, looking at um, at buying one myself. What do you drive yeah, now? Uh, at the moment I've got a Kia Sportage, great a car, twenty seventeen one. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know, and, I've
2: got a Carnival, so I'm am a fan of the brand, that's for sure.
5: Yeah, yeah, we we, we yeah, as a family, we've just gone from a Carnival. Uh, To a sportage, Uh, yeah. So we we, once, um, once the sportage, sportage, we might look at updating that one uh, shortly. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking at. I was looking at the EVs.
2: And so, so, are you surprised by the price? Oh, very
5: much so. In fact, I was, I was hoping that um, Kia would, because that brand is a traditionally a cheaper brand. brand. Value brand exactly that yep. the EVs themselves would be uh, a cheaper, more value product for mm. the yeah for the for for us Australian punters. I when I saw the your article and saw the price, I was absolutely gobsmacked to be honest.
2: It's it's remarkable, isn't it, to think that you could buy the best Kia Carnival, their biggest physical, oh, I guess oh, no, the the Palisades, the Hyundai. You could buy their best physical size car, um, with all the all their best safety tech and everything inside. And still, it, the, the EV is more expensive. And it's a, I know it's a bigger car than a hatchback, but it's the you know, size of a Sportage probably. And I'm going to do the, the numbers on the physical size of them both, both the Hyundai Ioniq and the the Kia Niro. But <clears throat> honestly, it's it's madness. I don't get it. And I understand that there's R&D and all that kind of jazz to get back. But I just i feel like they're trying to get money from the government. And I, I just feel like they're taking punters for a ride. It's just yeah. a very strange thing to me, especially given you, and maybe me. Like, what? Let, let me put it you this way: You've seen the Nero; it's a smallest car, it's a little hatchback. It's nothing. It's nothing to write home about in terms of looks, especially when you compare it to, say, the Hyundai Ionic. But you've seen the car; you know what a Sportage is. What would you be prepared to pay for a Kia Nero, full EV, four hundred k's range?
5: Um. I, I, to be honest, I, it, it wouldn't be any more than what I paid probably paid for the paid for the sports. I should be honest, which would be um, I can't remember how much it was now. Maybe what are they, forty. 40? Yeah, about forty about forty grand. I, yeah. I, I I think if they if they do, even if it was even if they bumped it up to say forty five fifty, they would sell like absolute hotcakes. Especially for me. I mean i I live in. Um, in in Queanbya, new south wales mm. so just outside of canberra most mm. of my driving is going back from queanbeyan to um canberra for work and yep. then also you know to shoot down the coast every now and then down to the south coast um just for that driving around town that, that ev it is a is a perfect um yeah. car for me because i'd like to save a bit of money on the on petrol because you know petrol's not getting any any cheaper. Yeah. And at some stage, I'd like to put um solar panels, um, yeah. on the roof at my place so yeah. I can sort of you know pay for pay for the fuel myself. So I was yeah I'm really keen on getting um getting an EV, but it just the fact that you just can't buy like I think from your article it's almost cheaper to buy that Model Three Tesla.
2: That's exactly. Then, then, like, can you then believe then a, then a we're can you believe we're sitting here years into the EV race? It's not like this is brand new. We're sitting here, and we're we imagine we're sitting here as mates at the pub, going, you know, I'm, I'm uh, my lease is up or my loans up or whatever. I don't, I still don't understand how most people buy cars. I'll be honest, but anyway, you know, we have got a, like a five year loan on the on the Carnival, and there's going to be like twenty grand to pay at the end of that, and hopefully it's mm-hmm. worth that. And so then you're back in a cycle of spending another thousand bucks a month on something, but you know. You've got a limited budget. And so, like, I think I spend a thousand bucks a month on the carnival. Oh, that's 60 grand. Imagine I'm sitting there going, I could get a Tesla or a Kia. Who in their right mind is choosing a Kia in that scenario?
5: Yeah, it, 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 if, yeah in that scenario, it'd be, it'd be a Tesla every time. I just think, I think Kia's massively missed, missed the mark there. I, I don't know who's, um, who's done their. Uh, done the, the 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 budget on their pricing in Australia. It it may be uh, the fact that you know they're hoping for some government incentives to you know go their way. I also um,
2: you know what I also think I also think that we're we're waiting for the all these car manufacturers to properly scale up. I don't think they can produce enough of these cars, and I think that if they could produce these cars at the same level as frankly Tesla, but uh, as they're producing sportages and stuff like that then maybe it would be something they could bring down. Because think of it like an OLED TV, right? LG is the only company with an OLED factory of that scale. And it's this very unique technology. And one of the reasons it's expensive is because they actually lose a a higher percentage of panels on the production line than they do LEDs for normal TVs. And so there's a price to pay. But it is interesting, isn't it, that even OLED TVs haven't come down dramatically in price. But there is this... Clear and and very obvious benefit to them, whereas with an EV, a thirty grand uh, impartiality between the petrol car of a Sportage and a Nero, or most importantly, a, a thirty grand differential between the hybrid Nero and the electric Nero, it's like that's there's no way I'm recouping that cost. There's no way I'm yeah. recouping that cost in five years, let alone seven. It's very strange, mate. It's very strange.
5: Yeah, very
2: much so. Anyway, mate, you'll probably end up just buying another um, petrol Kia, <laughs> and then in ten years we'll be talking about actually getting electric cars. But I think it's just sad because there's so many people keen on electric cars right now. I'm, I'm, mate, I'm the perfect example. I'm not loaded. I'm not a millionaire, and I would have bought a, a, a Tesla, but it was too expensive for me. I, I need no. a car that's thirty-five.
0: <laughs> you don't, you don't,
5: you're not a millionaire, but you're doing very well. I'm doing very well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll pay that, Craig. I'll pay that. Thanks, buddy. Good thank, chat. Thank you. No worries. Thanks, cheers, mate, cheers. mate. See ya. And um, yeah, Craig. Craig's <laughs> a good man. Clearly a listener to the uh Two Bikes Talking Tech podcast as well. Thank you, Craig. Um, but I mean I just maybe I'm doing something wrong in my life. Um, but I don't know, I don't know how people afford hundred thousand dollar cars. It just maybe it's also a priority thing. Some people are prepared to spend more every month on a car than I am. I'm out of my mind spending a thousand bucks a month on a carnival, right? But it's the it's an important vehicle for our family. The chances of me spending 50, 60 grand on a car for me or the second car, which is why that BYD, it's still the most likely contender for my next new car. Anyway, very keen to see what you think. If you've got questions, comments on anything EV or anything we've talked about, just go to the website EFDM.com. Thank you for listening to the EFTM podcast, taking your calls on any tech questions you've got. G'day, Christopher. Thank you, Trevor.
6: Um, I'm ringing up about the Apple uh, Pro 13 prices on um, Kogan.com versus the Apple Store and warranty and all that.
0: Yeah. Case.
2: What's What sort of price difference is there between Kogan and Apple, for example?
6: Well, with Kogan and, and Apple, there's a big difference, but the problem is you have to be a member of uh, Kogan yeah. to get that price.
2: Yep. And that's, a, and that's a monthly or a yearly subscription, I think? Yes, it is. Right.
6: Yes, it is. And how, but how but big is the
2: price difference? Like, what are we talking? 20 bucks, 100
6: bucks? Um, you're saving a couple of hundred dollars. It was like $1,100 uh, and something.
2: Yeah, right. Okay. For and, the
6: phone. S- and so what's, what's your
2: concern? Your concern is, you know, is it a dodgy product or something? What, what's your worry? No,
6: no, no. I'm not concerned dodgy. I'm just concerned, like, if you have a, an issue, can you take it back to Apple? And you probably wouldn't be able to.
2: Look, I'll be honest with you, I uh, good mates with Rosalind Kogan, uh, appreciate everything he's done to build that company, but I still don't recommend you buy um, grey import phones from Kogan because of the very issue of warranty and things like that. But the one exception to that is Apple because an Apple product is an Apple product. You take an Apple product to an Apple store and they yep. will fix it. They will support it. They will honour the manufacturer's warranty and Australian consumer law. They don't care where yes. you bought it. And that's yes. the great thing worldwide. You, if So if you're on holidays in, I don't know if they've got an Apple store in Uzbekistan, but if you're in, the, in LA <laughs> and you had a problem, yes. you could take it to the Genius Bar. So no, it does not matter that you bought it at Kogan. You do. It does matter if it's a refurbished product from other Boost or Kogan or anywhere like that, but it yes. does not matter if you buy a brand new product, red Apple 13 at 13.49. I'm just looking at the price. Um, then it's covered by the same warranties as an iPhone you bought at the Sydney Apple Store.
6: Oh, that sounds heaps good. So, might um, like, get yeah, on so, it. Yeah, sounds good. I'll let my friend know as well. And, like, because he was ah and umming ing like, uh, about the warranty issues and all that. Yeah, if they still got it, because with Kogan, they have it, sometimes they have it for a limited time and then they bring it back again. Yeah.
2: Well, that's, that's, look, here's how Kogan works: they want to get your attention, they want to send emails that get you to click, they want to get you to buy now. And that's why the prices, I mean, they've had some dramas with the way their prices change and sales and all that kind of stuff, but that's just people who don't understand how online retail works. They have to fluctuate their prices based on what other people are charging. They've got computers. JB have this as well. Officeworks have this where they've got computers that a few times a day, just check what everyone else is charging and automatically reduce their prices because someone else is lower. Um, That's why they can offer those lowest price guarantees at some stores and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, Yeah, the price will fluctuate. Um, the boys in the man cave will will uh, kill me for not knowing, but there's a website you can go to that actually tracks the prices of things over time. And so you can see, yep. well, like the petrol, whether it, whether there's a, a cycle to it or whether there is a, a an expected downturn in the price coming. So yep. have a look for that as well. But, yeah, mate, if you buy from Kogan, you're in good hands.
6: I did your recommendation before and I bought the um, Kogan vacuum. That was ages ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was a good, like, cheap little thing. Not a, It's not a bloody Dyson. But it does the no. job, doesn't it? No, Dyson Dyson is number
6: one. But no, uh One does the job if you're in if you're uh, pairing up how much money. Yeah, but too. the Dyson still is number one.
2: For oh, sure. All yeah, right. Good on you, Christopher. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch.
6: Okay. Thank you very much.
2: Cheers, buddy. And uh, you can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. Christopher is a regular in the Man Cave. Um really good contributor and we appreciate all all his input and, and we love it when when people are in the man cave helping each other. And uh, if you haven't joined the man cave, go to the facebook.com um, forward slash EFTM online. Just search EFTM on Facebook and click on the group, the man cave, uh, the EFTM man cave and join uh, a couple of thousand people who just talk about stuff, not silly memes and things. We just talk about, you know, how do I get this? Can I get a deal on that? What's wrong with this? And it's a really helpful ecosystem of people who just help each other out. It's awesome. Anyway, get in touch. You can do that anytime you like And the man cave is facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. All right, it's knockoff time. Uh, Well, I've got to put the podcast together and then I've got to have lunch and then, um, well, I've got a bunch of radio to do this afternoon. Thus is the day of an Apple launch. God love it. Uh, There is so much happening this week. You'll find it all at EFTM.com. Scott and Dan have the Google Pixel 6 launch covered. You'll find all of that at EFTM.com tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. And on Thursday morning, we have a a Samsung announcement. The details of that as well at EFTM.com. It is all there for you regularly. If you haven't got the app, please download the app, turn on the notification. So you literally get a little bit on your phone whenever we post literally. And I know how annoying that is because on an Apple event morning, I can't control it, but you will get notifications. I'm just checking mine here. So notifications came through at 4.15 AM, 4.39 AM, 4.47 AM and 5.12 AM. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should have do not disturb on while you're sleeping. So I hope it didn't wake you, but those notifications, the second we publish an article they appear on your phone. That's the best way to find out what's happening at AFTM.com. Forget Facebook. Forget anything else. Just get the app uh, on iPhones. And if you know anyone that develops Android apps, just give them my number. I'm keen to get one, but I just don't know anyone. I can't find anyone. Uh, anyway, anyway uh, get on the website, AFTM.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching everything we do and the stuff that I make around the place. And thank you for your loyalty. means a lot. Be back next week with another episode of the EFTM podcast.
0: EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM.